0: Welcome to On Mission, a podcast from the Catholic Apostolate Center. Today we are joined by Father Frank, Chris, Kate, and Tyler, who are discussing Catholic social teaching.
1: Today, while I was preparing for this podcast uh, on Catholic social teaching, I did a couple things that I think... You ate granola? No. Oh, okay. Um, think, Isn't that what that's all about? Oh, that, that's a good point. I did a couple of things that I think a lot of the people also listening to this podcast uh, may have done. One, I went to Wikipedia. Uh, two, <laughs> I went to the Catholic Apostolate Center's resource page. And three, I, I I Googled it. And so in a few sentences, what is Catholic social teaching and how is it not eating granola? I don't know.
0: Well, I think the name itself might—we might misinterpret it sometimes, but it, it's simply what the church has to say on social life, on social issues. And there's a, a tenet of tenet of principles, I think, that, that date back throughout the beginning of the history of the church, but more specifically begin with Rerum Novarum, which was— a papal document by Pope Leo the in 1891, who, by the way, founded the Catholic University of America in 1887. Continue. That's a fun fact. <laughs> um, it's a very fun fact. And since then, th- there's just been a series of teaching by Holy Mother Church through the popes and through various, uh, m- mostly the popes, and through and different councils of uh, gatherings of the church that listed principles on how the church should live out its social life, right?
2: In the United States, it's been called Catholic social teaching. Interestingly enough, the, the Vatican, the Holy See, calls it Catholic social doctrine. Mm. Wow! And in fact, there's a whole compendium. If you go to the Center's resource page, you can click on it in this, this really thick book. Um, I have it on my shelf, and I've used it a number of times, but it's totally online as well on the Vatican's website, but we have a link on our, uh, on our site. Where it's the compendium of Catholic social doctrine, it kind of takes you the, through that whole sweep you were talking about, Tyler, uh, from *Rerum Novarum* and all the kind of the significant teachings of the popes ever since then, and the Second Vatican Council and different things that even
0: *Laudato Si* and *Evangelii Gaudium* are yes, included in that. Yes,
2: because the, the the different the different teachings that have come come about, and so. It's really quite the quite the resource, I think, t- as well. But you know, looking at those those different areas uh, that we've kind of broken down, pretty much in the states over the over time of, of these seven different areas that, that the bishops have uh, identified. And so, like the first one is life and dignity of the human person. Okay, well, we we've got that. That's that's pretty n- not surprising. Uh, when we have to uplift from the womb you know from conception until natural death, this is what our teaching is it's very consistent about how we go about this and how we live and also those who are struggling and suffering and poor what are we what do we go about it? But I think sometimes when the church talks about these things it can be really it can create some you know some some tension around it um, One of the other ones we have is?
3: Um, Yeah, of the seven, there's also the call to family, community, and participation. So the church just recognizes, you know, the human dignity of each person. And so Catholic social teaching really is just how the church is responding and dialoguing with the modern world day to day in issues concerning human dignity. So
2: how would that that play? I mean, you're you're a, a, a mom. And about to have another baby and so what is that where does this play out in family life, you think?
3: I think it's a lot more quiet probably in family life. Um, I'm probably living so Catholic social teaching in a very almost Marian way, a sort of hidden way that might be focusing primarily on sustaining, you know, the domestic church, the, that that the household, the um, the marriage, the children, our neighbors, our community. You know, down the road when our kids start going to school, engaging with the um, with the, the school community, um, and so you know, just thinking about my life today, that it probably looks like me making a meal for my neighbor who's uh, sick or who also has just had a, a baby, or or um, you know, watching a friend's child while she runs to an appointment so it may not look I would say maybe revolutionary um, for me today in family life but it's still central to upholding the dignity of several human persons that I'm very you know directly responsible for mm-hmm. um, and so yeah th- that that would be how I would live out that call at least in, in my family life um, some of the other tenets that <clears throat> The Catholic Church recognizes that are within Catholic social teaching are also um, the options, creating options for the poor and vulnerable, and also recognizing the dignity of work and the rights of workers.
0: So Catholic social teaching is not just about, like, laws and policies and politicians because, yeah, you live it at home, Kate, every day. And, yeah,
3: and we all do, I think, in, in various capacities, Right.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes I only really hear about Catholic social teaching is when it's the latest election cycle or something, and it's time to vote. Um,
2: and that sometimes gets the church. It's like some people get really annoyed, uh, Catholics, who get really annoyed that, that the church would would enter into and sees, see the church as kind of playing politics. But
1: Well, they're not, right? In the reality, they're just kind of putting out their you know, guidance in a time of confusion sometimes, um, where many Catholics are wondering how, <clears throat> what am I, not looking for who should I vote for, but how do I make an informed choice? Um, and I think it's nice or it's it's uh, important for um, the church to put out some kind of not rubric or litmus, but uh, just this: if if you're thinking, if you want to think about this from the church's perspective, from your Catholic perspective, from your faith life, here's how you can do it.
0: And I think when you see the statements or the press releases from the bishops of the United States, they rarely comment on a particular piece of legislation, unless it's like entirely obvious that this piece of legislation upholds or is against like the dignity of the human person or the option for the vulnerable. But they simply just like you said, Chris, state the principles of Catholic social teaching, um, how they're being implemented, and they leave it up to the individual conscience of people, and they, ne- they never tell you who to vote for. Uh, and, how,
2: and how we're in another area, another one of those themes is solidarity. How are we in solidarity with one another? That was really something that came out of the, the teachings of uh, Pope St. John Paul II. This whole concept of solidarity uh, came into the into Catholic social teaching in, in a big way, and where we need to be united with, with one another as, as human beings in, in, as he would say, communion with one another. And that has ramifications. We, we mm-hmm. can't just simply say, oh, you're, you're not my tribe. Um, I, I, and so I, I don't have to worry about you. No, all of humanity, because of it's created by God, is all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And so how, do, how does that play out then in how we live?
1: And that informs so much of other pieces of um, living out our faith, right? Um, it's not We're not supposed to say this isn't my problem or this isn't something that I need to pay attention to or, well, you think about things that way or you are over there and therefore I'm over here and think about things this way and um, I can cast you away. But that's not what it's saying. It's saying that we are, even though we may disagree, or even though we may be at different um, life stages or different means, that it is our responsibility to care for each other. And
0: mm-hmm. I think it's evident, I think, I don't think I'm wrong here. The Catholic Church is the number one charitable yep, organization absolutely. in the absolutely. world and in the United States. Absolutely,
2: um, in terms of, in terms of charity, in terms of social services, the the Catholic Church is is so far out ahead and, and we don't been. and we don't ask anybody. Yeah. Uh, Cardinal McCarrick, the former uh, Archbishop of Washington, Archbishop Emeritus of Washington, he would talk about the you know, the fact that we don't we don't ask what your politics are, whether you're Catholic. We just do. We don't yeah, yeah we don't ask and we we don't, Catholic and, before we feed. you. No, and, and we also don't preach at you. Right that the preaching is through the deeds. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's where Catholic social teaching and and the and the ch- charity which is mm-hmm. inclusive in that also comes comes in. But so is also looking at society and saying how are we loving neighbor?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Really basic very basic criterion.
3: And I think um, you know the popes since John Paul II have just carried that theme forward thinking of Benedict the and especially now Pope Francis. I think a word that comes to mind with him is this theme of accompaniment, which is which is that solidarity. What are we doing to walk with our brothers and sisters? And he, he talked a lot about that in his latest apostolic exhortation um, on, on the call to holiness and what that looks like and that we're not just called to, to receive the sacraments and to go to church and to be there, but to actually walk in the fringes, he says, um, which is where Jesus spent a lot of his time. Um, And so not only, though, are we called to be in solidarity with our brothers and sisters, but Pope Francis, I think, is uh, reiterating also the call to care for creation, um, which he did at the very beginning of his papacy very early on um, with Laudato Si, which was on the care of our common home. And so as Catholics, we're called to think about... Not only ourselves and our own interests and our dignity and, the, and making sure we're being respected, but that of others and that of creation. So, you know, we're stewards of, of a lot. We have a, a, a great responsibility as Catholics um, to live out the teachings of Christ.
0: Yeah, I know the bishops emphasize that our faith requires us to be public. Like Pope Francis just said, we're called to go out, um, but we're not supposed to be partisan, we're supposed to care about the person, the soul, faith first, not party first. I know I keep bringing in like law and politics, but you often Catholic social teaching often comes up during these times. Um, and it's our faith that informs and enhances our public life and our, our charitable works and how we think about migrants and refugees and how we think about the economy and how we think about the climate. Um, it's pretty incredible the, the amount of foundational papal and Vatican documents that go into Catholic social teaching. There's a lot to learn and um, a lot to inform our consciences with.
2: Some would call it the, the best kept secret, and others would say, in <laughs> terms of Catholic uh, teaching, uh, and others would say, keep it a secret, because yeah. some people would just like to silence the, the voice of the church when it comes to these issues and matters. And, and that can be a real challenge in a, in a pluralistic society at least here we have the freedom to be able to speak and, uh, and even while we may have some here and there some challenges related to it in comparison to some really totalitarian countries we don't have those those kinds of situations uh, but it's um it becomes uh, really not the easiest thing at times to be able to to speak in these general terms because everybody wants to get really specific exactly
3: mm-hmm. yeah and, I mean, Christ told us to go out to all the nations to evangelize. He gave us, you know, the ways to live by, but he didn't say how necessarily to apply his teachings in our modern culture. And so, you know, I think a lot of people struggle to, to say, okay, well, I know what Jesus taught, but how does that apply to this very specific situation you know that was not around when when jesus was preaching yeah catholics Um,
0: of goodwill can disagree on tax policy it's just a matter of being charitable towards your neighbor and and informing yourself to the best of your ability and and realizing that it's not just you at play here with x law or x charitable act that there are many other people that will be affected by this as well so it sounds like many of us are living out Catholic
1: social teaching or Catholic social doctrine without even knowing it. Um, It seems, you know, that everything that we do, um, especially when we are making decisions about ourselves or other people or our actions um, in some way, shape, or form, whether we realize it or not, is formed by Catholic social teaching, by our upbringing, by the way that we are, choosing to live out our faith in our actions wouldn't you say
2: yes and in, in some ways it's the whole golden rule you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you but even more so l- love god and love neighbor and how well how does that play out now if i'm in terms of my deeds and what i do and, and this is really an expansion on exactly i think it's really an expansion on how do i do this what, what does that look like what are kind of the areas but then ultimately we have to you know to your point tyler we have to make our own decision we can our own conscience yes too yeah Yeah, very much so i think from a from the perspective of uh of the palatines and and palatine spirituality pilati was out in the streets Uh, he was a confessor to two popes and worked with the poorest of the poor and he interestingly enough one of those popes a pope uh, the blessed Pius IX when he was a layman before he'd even contemplated going into the seminary he um, was he and St. Vincent and several other people who later became saints and blesseds. they were working in this in this home for the for the poor and what happened was that that, that was really formative for for St. Vincent as he was a, as he was a seminarian and, and seeing the, these people, uh, in, including uh, St. Vincent Strombi, who gave up his being a bishop and then went and worked for the poor. And he was in that same home working there. And one of the interesting things that I found in, in Pilates' life was is that he would then do something about it. It wasn't just, I'm going to give you food. I'm going to now help you learn. Like kids, uh, young boys who had to go out and, and work in the fields outside of Rome. At night, he would teach them basic mathematics and reading. He, he set up a night school for, for boys, as well as catechism. And it's things like that. Or he set up a food stamp program after a cholera epidemic where people could go then to stores. So he's really entrepreneurial about the whole thing in some ways. But that has played out for us as, a, as an international religious community, because wherever we go in terms of missionary work, all of this teaching goes with us mm-hmm. in terms of lifting up the the dignity of the human person. It's not just simply, you know, be a Catholic or here we'll have mass for you, but what's what's your life situation, and how can we how can we help uplift that, particularly for those who are oppressed and are, and are really on the margins?
3: And St. Vincent Ploude was very much a model of the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. So I think that for, for some of us that are, are struggling to understand what is Catholic social teaching, I think we can definitely look to the corporal and spiritual works of mercy as a good starting point. Um, the Catholic Apostolate Center also has a resource page on that and kind of goes a little bit further in depth on what each corporal and spiritual work of mercy is, what it looks like, um, and for those yeah, just struggling to say, you know, am I living out Catholic social teaching or, or what does it really look like? I think that's a really good place to start.
0: Yeah, and even clothing the naked and feeding the hungry look different in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we all live in different communities. There's different resources available. We might have to start our own initiative depending on our our pair situation or what community we're in. It's again, it's just all about internalizing what the church and Christ has given us and finding ways to live that out authentically.
2: And it's really meant to move beyond self. In, in Pope Francis' exhortation that you were just talking about a little earlier, the recent one on, on holiness in today's world, he sees the, the Beatitudes and, and particularly and and the, the last judgment, I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me drink. so forth and so on. So really the corporal works of mercy as what are we going to be judged on? how How did we live and as you said tyler it's going to be different for each person in each context, but we can't just simply be about he talks about kind of- ke- uh, building up our own wealth in whatever way that may come not maybe just not just money but sat- self satisfaction and mm-hmm. creature comforts and that type of thing It's all about me me me, and there's no other that's there and the person who's striving to live a holy life has to be about that other, the God or neighbor, one or the other, or both, preferably.
0: Yeah, I think Pope Benedict and probably many others before him said there are many paths to heaven as there are people. We're all called to to live this out in our own unique and beautiful way. Um, and we shouldn't be intimidated. I, like Catholic social teaching, like what is that? Those are big words. I've never heard of it before. But, like you said, Chris, we're 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 doing it without even knowing that we're doing it. We're just trying to emulate Christ.
1: So, uh, how can we, thus here assembled and those in podcast land, how can how can we stay on mission? How can how can we live out? What is some Uh, portion, what can we do today, after we stop listening to this podcast, um, to live out Catholic social teaching? What's some tangible element that, um, you know, that that we can do in everyday life that we can relate back to this?
2: First thing, of course, is go to the Catholic Apostle Center website and to (laughs) the Catholic social (laughs) teaching resources. I think beyond that, it's It's picking up an attitude that is in gratitude for, you know, in in Philadelphia, the nuns would say an attitude of gratitude. And so (laughs) this that type of attitude that is about gratitude that what God has given us. And so how can I move move beyond self really to do stop and reflect, Okay, what's that look like? I move beyond myself to the other person and how's that look it so some reflecting I think is is, is important and prayer yeah.
3: and, and thinking about what's realistic in your vocation what are you capable exactly. of of doing at this point in your life um, you know for me feeding the hungry is typically my my son or my husband <laughs> or a neighbor you know um, who, who, you know, might be struggling with family life. Um, but that can also mean, you know, going to a homeless shelter and actually serving in a food line. You know, it can, again, like I think we've said, it can look very different um, according to each person. But I like what you said, Father Frank, that um, it has to also kind of start with reflection. Um, I remember in grad school one of my professors said that the way to solve you know poverty or a lot of the injustices in the world was to spend more time in adoration or with the sacraments. And I think a lot of us were caught off guard, like what are you talking about? you know we need to be in the streets. And his point was, you cannot experience the love of Jesus Christ, you know in the Eucharist um, and not not go out in love and in charity to your neighbor. And so the more also that we are, spending time in prayer with Christ and with the sacraments, the more fueled we should be to go out. Um, so I think, I think the two go hand in hand. It's, um, uh, and isn't St.
0: Therese the patron of missionaries? She was a cloistered nun. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, and it also it gives an opportunity to, to recognize, too, what's the difference between social work and Catholic social teaching? Nothing against social work. But we have to be careful if we don't have that context that we've been talking about of loving God, loving neighbor, prayer, so forth, and moving outward from there. But also we have to look at what, what is our, our situation in society and and what are the things that really we might be called to advocate to, to change. And I know the, the Bishop's Conference gets gets into that in a pretty significant way when looking at Different policy issues and and so forth, and trying to raise those up and saying, and that's a form of advocacy uh, to raise it outside of just church circles, but into the into the larger society. This is our perspective, and we have we're we're raising this and bringing it forward for the dignity of the human person.
1: So, in many ways, it sounds like living out Catholic social teaching is being an evangelizer and being and going out there and finding the folks where they are and living out these seven um, themes or, or broadly even the whole idea.
2: Well, Really, that's how the bishops even pull, pulled it all together last summer with this Convocation of Catholic Leaders was taking evangelization and saying, all right, how does this concretely play out with these issues of life and dignity of the human person? And, and how do we go about this? And what are what are the different situations that we need to and see that as not just simply evangelizing as something that's like way over here, and I think we do that when we, especially with with all the the socio charitable work that we do as a church, that's that's evangelizing. And
0: part of the convoca- reason for the convocation too was that social justice ministry people and pro life and marriage ministry people often never really connected, and they they operated in their own silos. And the Convocation wanted to bring these excellent leaders in the same room and say, how can we better inform each other's living of Catholic social teaching?
2: Yeah, because it's one set of themes. It's it's one teaching Mm -hmm. uh, and rooted in Christ, and it's not just something that's all broken broken up and I've got my bit, you've got your bit. Some of us may have gifts in different areas, and that's— that's great and that's wonderful, but we we need to be able to use those across the board.
0: And I think that's a great place to start, is go through the seven themes and see what you're most passionate about, or what, what works best for you in your current life situation, and then find a way to live out that aspect of Catholic social teaching, but don't stop there. See how that can inform even more of social and charitable work.
3: Mm-hmm. And I would also just reiterate what we said earlier about spending time um, learning about the corporal and spiritual works of mercy and how you can creatively and uniquely live those out um, in your own life.
1: We're not all called to start a night school teaching farm boys math but we should support those who are doing that and I think that is the central one of the central themes that I've gathered from this, is that we use our special gifts and talents. We're not all, we cannot all go and do that, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't support the work and, and lift up that work that's being done, and, you know, as well as living out what you can do yourself. Mm-hmm,
2: okay. I'll send you a donation, envelope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... Thanks again for listening to On Mission. For more information on Catholic social teaching and other topics, visit the Catholic Apostolic Center's website at catholicapostoliccenter.org. Please, would you please rate, review, and subscribe to our Catholic Apostolic Center podcast on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts.